Hey, party people, have you joined our Discord server yet? You can meet fellow party people and interact with our cast and crew to talk about all things Encounter Party, both this first Ravnica campaign and our new campaign, which is a television show available on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel. To learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com or check the links in the show notes. Now, enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, our show features very strong language and graphic depictions of violence, so listener discretion is advised. Last time on Encounter Party. Through trial by combat, our players have earned the support of the ogre, Rurik Thar. With the Zerta now under the will of Merit Lage, our players search the library of a planeswalker for some clue about her origin. Can they discover the purpose of the orbs? Find out this week on Encounter Party! So, um, you pick your way through the rubble, climbing over these broken buildings until you enter the ruins of the dilapidated tower. And you can see that it was just kind of broken. Um, demolition is a thing, but nothing was, like, set on fire. It was just buried. And so with a high enough investigation check, you guys can start picking your way through the remnants of whatever you might find. Investigation, you said? Yes. 22. Oh, hell yeah. 25. Oh, all right. Okay. With a nat 20. 15. 17. Oh, that's not as awful. It's a 10. Hey there. <laughs> Double just... digits. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone have the ability to start a fire? Because yeah. Tons. Great, because there's a lot to sort through, and you can expect to be here through the night. Yeah, I've got plenty of fire-making abilities. Rurik Thar waits a slight distance away, but he seems to know that you're going to be lost if he doesn't hang out here, so he's hanging out on watch, at least for a little while. And then you notice, oh, like, probably one of the heads can sleep at a time, so... Sure. So he's probably never not alert. Yeah. Um, Lorzach sort of snaps his fingers, and a number of these spores that are usually too small for the eye to see light up phosphorescent and just sort of swirl around him as he examines whatever it is that he's able to find. Xenia brings up Frank to light the way. She I, missed him. I go to various, are there like torches on the walls or candelabras or anything like that? Oh, you're like digging through rubble. Oh, well then I only have- Like the, the, of... the, the tower has been crumbled. Got it. So I only have the ability to make five if there's something too light on fire. I can't create I mean, there's, light. There's like books and scrolls. Yeah, I don't want to do that. That okay. seems bad. Salorn pulls out a torch. Hey! Adventure kid. <laughs> and I, I do that thing where really hot water lights fire for reasons unknown, and now we have a torch. Magic. <laughs> so Lauren wasn't expecting that and had his tinderbox out and just goes, all right. <laughs> Don't make him sympathetic. I'll be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys spend the greater part of the night tearing through all this rubble, sorting through books... Um, there's a lot of information about magic and history and people and places, and it takes a great deal of sorting through, but it's 
pretty easily confirmed that so many of these things that he's talking about inside of these books or these notes or things that he's gotten are from places that are not Ravnica. In fact, I would say 90% of what you find are languages you can't even comprehend, script you can't even understand, bindings and symbols and things that are so foreign, it's difficult to comprehend anything that could even find value in them. Can I, at some point, uh, or now, I, I think it would probably be Arcana, uh, make an Arcana check to look for a script that looks like it matches the glyph on the map. Mm. Uh, please go ahead. Thank you. I'm good at Arcana, so let's like make that happen. How do we feel about a 24? Perfect. So as you're searching for this particular item, you're trying to find stuff that matches what you saw on the map. Yes. You encounter a volume of what looks to be a journal. And as you go flipping through the journal, scanning it briefly to find if you can shortcut your way to anything important, you happen upon a troubling sketch of what looks to be a blob of black ink with tendrils pouring out all over the place. And you start to pour through a couple of these entries that sound like they were written by Jace himself. This appears to be some sort of journal. At the behest of the infinitum, I traveled to the plain of Dominaria in search of some rumored artifact. Its potential was deemed useful and our clients were hoping to test whether or not its origins were true. The region of Dominaria I planes walked into was still under the cold snap of a lingering ice age. It took no shortage of my own mind tricks to convince myself I was not as cold as I was. I was alone in the frozen tundra, or so I thought. Without warning, I was thrown to the ground, as if gravity itself had quadrupled in an instant. There was a haggard man, practically naked in the snow. He held in his outstretched hand a perfect steel orb, the source of his power. Try as I might, I could not peel myself off the ground. He growled at me. You will not free her, slave of the brine. She must not be released. I surely would have died there, if not for my magic skewlings. My body was frozen, but I am the mind sculptor. I probed out with my thoughts, commanding him to release me from the orb's power. He dropped to his knees, mouth agape, and I wasted no time probing his mind for whatever caused him such dread. Like a cannon, my mind was blasted with terrifying images of writhing black tendrils, a horror beyond expression. At the center of this writhing mass was this shimmering prismatic orb. Then the images froze over, trapped behind a prison of sheer ice. I bade the shaman show me this prison, and with weary eyes... He led me farther into the tundra. Day two. After a tiring hike, we came upon a great frozen lake. No matter how much I urged him on, the Boluvian shaman refused to descend onto the ice. He told me what I searched for was down there, and that I should prepare every mental shield I could before wading out onto the ice. The lake was vast, the remains of a massive glacier from a long-forgotten era. I made my way to the center of the frozen lake, waiting for what I can't say. I closed my eyes and reached out with my mind, searching for whatever presence the shaman feared so intensely. The voice that answered my call was crippling. I fell to the ground, completely overcome by a presence unlike anything I'd ever felt. My face froze to the ice beneath me, 
and perchance I opened my eyes to look down. She was there, under the ice, an ancient horror frozen in the glacier. Long black tendrils reached toward me. A terrifying maw swallowed my psyche. I lay there, writhing on the ice as she forced her will on me. The blackness consumed me until my own instinct for survival took hold. In my terror, I remember wishing this ill fate would fall to another Jace, that some other version of me would suffer in my stead. My subconscious took hold, and by some miracle I cloned an illusion of myself, disorienting the horror long enough to break her hold. I fled from the lake, using every mental shield I've ever crafted to bar her from my mind. After climbing back up the ridge, the Beluvian shaman met me with a knowing acceptance. She is called Merit Lage, an ancient horror from some other world. The Beluvians have made it their life's mission to keep her trapped in the ice forever. I pray they succeed. Day 31. I've spent some time researching this being they call Merit Lage. She is an ancient horror from some other plane, trapped on Dominaria long ago. Somehow she can traverse the plains, yet she herself is not a plains walker like me. If her mind can stretch beyond her imprisonment, I shudder to think of what power she could unleash, even in her frozen state. Uh, okay, so did anybody else roll particularly high? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, well over 20. Oh, okay. I would say, okay, so I would say because you're a wizard, yeah. something that sticks out to you is that there is, there's like a case kind of hidden between two large pieces of rubble that seems to have survived the collapse. Okay. And then very, very carefully as you go inside, you find that there's like a, a stack of rolled up parchment Okay. And as you open the parchment, what you start to see scribbled all over these pieces of paper are symbols that look similar to the spell that you saw written on the big map of Ravnica. So they're not exact replicants, but it's very clear that he was maybe practicing writing the same type of script. So it it uh it's it's like Jace was practicing writing these symbols or like it's a list of symbols. Well there 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 are some notes attached to it as well if you want to read those notes. Oh um, yeah. But it it looks like he was trying to write a glyph that was similar to the one. So it's so I want to be clear. It doesn't look like Jace Bellerin was practicing the spell you guys saw. It looks like he might have been practicing similar spells. Like a spell in the same language. Yes. Okay, thank cool, you cool, for cool, thank cool. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. And there are there are some notes on the parchment if you want to read those notes. Oh yeah. Uh if you want to share them with the group. How is one supposed to write in three dimensions? The images I've stolen from Merit Lage are burned into my mind, but I cannot seem to transmute them onto the spell scrolls. There was a lost ancient script I discovered, but how is one supposed to write anywhere else but on a flat page? And then uh, uh, on some other pages of scribbles, no matter how many times I write these symbols, I can't invoke any magical properties. The answer seems obvious and yet also impossible. How is one to write below the page? Uh, hey, you guys, I found, um, I found another journal. Um, there's a bunch of entries. The fire mine knows. I have to get these thoughts out of my head and onto a page so he cannot find them. 
I knew he's been watching me relentlessly, but just how much he's uncovered, I can't say. I can't keep up my research if I have to sidestep Demir spies every odd minute. New entry. I'm very nervous about the focus of the Izzet League. I've discovered a man named Ral Zarek, a higher up in the guild who's taken over many of the Firemind's duties while the dragon focuses on me. Why is he now partaking in the dragon's maze? What happened to the Izzet's own construct, Project Malek? Something doesn't smell right. And another... Turns out Ral Zarek took over guild leadership in the long absence of the Firemind. Where has the dragon gone? Another entry, Project Malek, the League's attempt to craft the perfect maze runner, has been terminated. There's no way the Firemind approved this, so who destroyed the elemental? And now Ral Zarek has become the maze runner for the Izzet. What are his motives? Last entry that I see is someone within the Izzet knows about me, I'm certain. Someone has discovered my planeswalker spark, not the dragon. Ral? And then there's a note scribbled at the bottom. Uh, Ral Zarek equals planeswalker question mark the map shows five lines that have to be written in order to create the spell right what jace's journal entry implies is that this glyph actually exists in three dimensions rather than in two right and so with a two-dimensional map we assume that it is on the surface of ravnica whereas i think the fifth line is actually underneath it the golgari line is likely to have to come to the surface to actually serve these other communities the other one is going to exist perpendicular or crossing the plane of the others and underneath the surface of Ravnica entirely. Where it is and what it is, that I don't know. Well, and if we're thinking on it on a three-dimensional plane, then that line is fundamentally not parallel to the other lines. So it's not running parallel under the glyph. It's running from bottom to the sky, or it's running at a diagonal, right? Like, if we're thinking on a three-dimensional plane, then we have to think of these lines intersecting with lines moving on the y-axis, basically. I will remind you, Andrew, of something, because when you were in the secret laboratory, you rolled very high to be able to do something permanently. I will remind you of a fact. Once I tell you this fact, you are able to ask me questions forthwith. Because of your role within Malphus Reed's office, you can perfectly recreate that glyph on any map of Ravnica, large or small. Is there a map of Ravnica here in the library that we can draw? You very easily produced. Great. Great. Yes. There is a... Yes. So we can we recreate the glyph real quick to you take can. a look at it? Yes. I would say with about 20 minutes worth of effort, you can find or parcel together or roughly draw a map of Ravnica, and Lorzach can perfectly recreate the glyph showing all of the areas where those lines are. And looking at that map, we can we can definitively say that line is the one the Boros line is running on, that line is the one... Correct. And we can say that one's the Golgari, so we know three of them with the unaffiliated line, Correct. Right? Uh, four of them with the unaffiliated line. Correct. There's a fifth line that is doing something on this map that we have no knowledge of that matches anything we know yet. That is the line that goes through the Selesnian territory. Through the enclave. Selesnian enclave, right? That's what they're called? The conclave. Conclave. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Ah, that's why they had to stop the unaffiliated construction through that territory. It messes up the design. But it needs to go through that territory eventually. Right? Like, we know that those intersect. But not that line. It has to be the fifth, whatever that is, which is why they made sure 
that they derailed construction. There's only one line going through the Selesnia Conclave? Because the- Yes. Okay. Based on the map, for one reason or another, you can assume that the unaffiliated line stopped exactly where intended. Okay. Same true with the Boros? Yes. Okay. So they're using the gruel as proxies to stop construction and finish where exactly where it needs to. Well, now you actually have hit a question I have for the DM because that changes my fundamental understanding of this map, and it's very scary. <laughs> uh, does that mean that the lines of the glyph that are the Boros line and the Golgari line and the unaffiliated line are complete? They reach their apex on the map? Well, that would require some extra information because you guys have not actually discussed... You have a map, right. but you don't actually have a map of railroad construction. Right, right, right. Okay, great. So great, that great, will great. that would require some extra information from people who have knowledge about property acquisition. Aww. Cool. What a good talk. And that's a talk for another day. <laughs> don't like, love Cyril Montjoy. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> we... Would I be able to remember where the Boros line stopped? Because I know it started right stops around. At the is it right? It stops at. I mean, at the Simic. You you are not part of that part of the guild. We we very specifically said at the beginning when when we very specifically started encounter party. You asked that question when you guys set out on the line, and we very clearly made the determination that you have no knowledge about the Boros line. Oh, I thought we walked past the end of it. Because that's where you, the well one end of it, you know, you know right. that one end of the Izit Golgari and Boros lines are Zonit Four. You don't know where the other end of those lines are because no investigation was ever made as to the totality the of construction. Way. Right. There are a few people that we can talk to about it. Cyril Mancho is one, but we also have the name of the unaffiliated engineer that was. Correct. And he is Ward. Yeah, yeah. and he is he among the names we've collected thus far is most likely to know how extensively the other lines have been built Mm -hmm. and how they are going, how they would intersect with his proposed line. Now, the other thing that we have is hey, uh, we now know that Merit Lage is a horror from another plane that is trapped on a yet another plane using prismatic orbs run by these Boluvian shaman. They created them, we don't know, but we know that they can control the orbs and the orbs have the ability to adjust gravity in a way that could stop Jace Balaran in his tracks. They're trap orbs. So the question is, how did they get to Ravnica? But also, very frighteningly, it seems that Merit Lage has an obscene amount of mental manipulation yes. power. Despite being trapped, can think beyond the trap. Yes. Well, and if, I mean, potentially we were talking about Ral Zarek potentially being a planeswalker, and if he's manipulating the is it somehow, there's the potential that he's the one that has been transporting these orbs. Well, and we're talking about if, if there is the mental capacity to think beyond the trap, we don't know how far or wide or what the connection is. There are spells, for instance, that I can learn that allow me to connect to someone and be connected to them forever, no matter where I am on what plane. Mm. So, what we can also surmise is if you've taken the black, Merit Lage's mental power has made it to you somehow. You can yeah. we can at least infer that the ment- the 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 corruption is a physical manifestation of the mental control of Merit Lage across planes. How that's happening, we don't know. 
it's a good dramatic signifier of those who are under her influence. Yes. And there are people who have willingly chosen to not take the black, meaning she hasn't forced them to do anything. No, they serve her they willingly. They serve her mm-hmm. either way, mm. which is also terrifying. They also affect people in varying degrees. Delania, for instance. Right. Delania had full mental capacity despite being corrupted out of the wazoo versus the things coming out of that pit, which were also corrupted out of the wazoo, but had no mental power. Is it possible that Rawl Zarek, a possible planeswalker, is under the influence of Merit Lage? Yes. It seems likely at this point, because you need at least one planeswalking agent to be able to transport those orbs away from her physical location in Dominaria to thaw out the ice. And also, Rawl Zarek removed the construct to enter the dragon's maze to attempt to gain control of Ravnica through the Guild Pact. So what were the motivations for replacing himself into the maze, potentially, for Merit Lage? It could go that far back. Something we don't know yet is how the glyph interacts with the orbs. Right. Do both pieces need to be in place for her to leave Dominaria and come to Ravnica? Don't know. We also don't know, frankly, what the glyph does. For all we know, it's just a spell that says Merit Lage is no longer on Dominaria, but in the center of Ravnica. We just don't know. Is there anything relevant? I don't know enough about Ravnica. We just don't know. (laughs) Uh, I, I have a question for the DM, but it's really a history check that I'm asking the DM. Okay. Is there anything that any of us, as five non-Selesnian, would know about the Selesnia that would signify what the hell the line is that goes directly through the Conclave? No, it could, I mean, it could be a worm. There was something said to you by somebody that is a vital piece of information. Amara Tandris said that she can sense Selesnian worms. Uh, she said something very specific about worms. Worms, only Selesnian worms can travel through Selesnian spaces. Which means that they have a Selesnian proxy that's able to sculpt the fifth line with a worm. Does the line start and end in the conclave? Or does it just travel through it? The, so here's the thing about the glyph that might cue you guys in on something a little bit. Or might make it more confusing. The glyph itself does not have any endpoints, okay? Much in the same way that the infinity symbol is one continuous Mobius strip. The glyph has no start and endpoint. It was it is one continuous moving line. The lines that you are differentiating are points between these five circles that are also on the glyph. So the line that goes through the Selesnian territory starts from one circle then goes to another circle. In this case, the one that goes through the Selesnia territory goes from a circle that happens to be located near Karozda and travels through the Selesnian territory up into where the Orzov Basilicas are in Precinct 4. So the glyph itself is one continuous intertwining swarm of I would very much like if you think about uh, like the medallion from Neverending Story. Yeah. Um, people at home go look up the medallion from the book of Neverending Story. Also, go 
consume everything about Neverending Story. Oh, this, so is a, this is a plug Never for Neverending Story. Never Story. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, Looking for a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Weird sponsor, but I'm into it. Great. Um, but but in that sort of sense, where it's a it's a it's a never ending continuous line, but that glyph is broken up into five sections between where these five circles on the map are. And so the turns and uh, pieces of these symbols we're looking at them exist on a three dimensional plane, despite us reading it on a two dimensional platform. Right. There's nothing that says that those lines are unbroken right. on the y axis. Right. Does they that make sense? They could go straight up and down. They could go at diagonals. Absolutely. Correct. Got it. What we know thus far is that two of the lines aren't subterranean. That would be the unaffiliated and the Boros line. Uh, the Izzet line is also... The Izzet line is also not subterranean. Ground. It's above ground. We have the Golgari below ground, but you're right. They could come to the surface, and that creates that three-dimensional plane whenever needed. So I will, I will remind you of a couple of notes that were forever ago. Great. We spoke very specifically way, way back in episode four when you had a conversation, Ned, with, with Captain, Captain Farland. Farland. He very specifically notated that the Boros line was constructed flat on the ground. Okay. Because they were concerned about weight issues. Got it. However, when you hit Zonit 4, you also saw the Izzet line, which was very high above ground on a bridge. Right. And then to your understanding, the... Unaffiliated line is also built on arches above ground, although not necessarily as high as the Izzet line would have been. And we know the Golgari is subterranean. Is subterranean. Yes. Okay. Senya. Yes. What do you know about Raul Zarek? Well, Raul Zarek is a is a master researcher of my particular college of storms and electricity. So he controls a lot of my funding. He's the, the head honcho, so to speak. And he kind of took care of us when the fire mine left us. He kind of unofficially took over until about four years ago, I think. Yeah, about four years ago when when um, the fire mine returned and took back over. And also, he anybody who watched the maze run knows that he was the maze runner for the Is It? He was our maze runner. We were creating a different construct, but something terrible happened with it, and he took over. Do yeah. we know where the fire mine went? We do not. Okay. That's a question that many, many people have asked for a long time. I suspect somebody does know. Mm -hmm. Sure. And I bet you that person's going to be pretty open about it. (laughs) If you can find the right person Mm. to, to tell. If that if that name ever comes up in front of the right person, I bet you that person's not going to be quiet about their opinions about him. Sure. We know that Jace is afraid of Niv-Mizzet, which is worrisome. I mean, worrisome enough that the Mind Mage is wiping his own traces of his own knowledge to make sure that Niv-Mizzet doesn't get it. That's uh, troubling. It could be not necessarily just Niv-Mizzet. It could be people who have access to Niv-Mizzet. Sure. So, I mean, it could be the, the guild in general. But if Niv-Mizzet is the most powerful mind on Ravnica and Jace has something that he wants and can't replicate? Could explain why Jace Balaran isn't here. Make sure that the fire mind can't find him. I, you know, w- when we first talked about Rahl with Amara Tendris, it, it seemed like Rahl was trying to stop Jace from doing something that would hurt us from the way she told the story, how he worked his way into the dragon's maze and confronted Jace Balaran about something. But now it feels like 
he was trying to control something with the dragon's maze and Jace Bellerin was what was standing in his way. This is incredibly overwhelming. I've had a fantastic time with all of you trying to solve this really curious puzzle. I need to get back to my guild. It sounds as if my guild is is actually being subverted from the inside. And, and if this is the case, then I need to speak to Niv Mizzet. I need to reach him because he will know what to do. He is the most brilliant mind in Ravnica, and he needs to be told. Be that as it may, that is not within the bounds of our contract. It doesn't seem like it was out of bounds. My intention is still to take care of the party. But... Why would we trust Niv Mizzet over Jace Beleren? If Jace Beleren doesn't trust Niv Mizzet, then I trust the Living Guild Pact. Um, you you hear like Rurik Thar sort of chant out, <laughs> not really in his place, but he kind of saw people are arguing. He's like, "Oh yeah!" And so he pops up and he goes, "If the dragon is the enemy of the Mind Mage, he must truly be smart. Do not trust the Mind Mage." Do you need help from us, Senya? Thank you for asking, Fakara. No, I don't. I just need to leave democratically to honor the contract, it seems. Didn't Niv Mizzet try to steal the Dragon's Maze victory? Like, wasn't he not a good dude here? No, no. It's all very complicated. But no, we had a construct that was subverted as well by Rao Zarek, who now I'm concerned is subverting the entire Izzet Guild. We were deceived at the Dragon's Maze. Yes. We were tricked into returning the Guild Pact. It was the dragon's plan for peace. He cares about Ravnica. We are trying to save Ravnica. I vote no. I vote yes. I vote yes. My vote counts. Perix will look at Rurik and Thar. This is beyond my station as a member of the Simic. I don't feel comfortable making a decision this large, but what I will say is of every guild that exists in Ravnica, I don't particularly care for the Izzet, but I think I trust you. Should we let her go? Are you the smartest man in Ravnica? No. Then we talk to one who is. Perix... Votes yes. Lorzach votes yes. Paris does not like voting yes. And so, Xenia, um, I'm supposing you're going to take the gyrocopter? Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. Um, we're all going to let her go. Begrudgingly, yeah. Great. Xenia is going to take your gyrocopter and brrr, she's going to go floating off into the sky. <laughs> um, uh, you guys are welcome to do some digging around in the remainder of Jace Bellerin's ruined library. But uh, for the moment, you are definitely going to stay here for the night, at least. So, you know, put a pile of books together and make a pillow, I guess. Oh, I was going to say while they were actually doing research and yes. I was not really skilled enough to help with the research, maybe I stacked some of the rubble up in something that looks kind of like something that could pass for a room that people could sleep in? Maybe? Sure. Okay, thanks. <laughs> That's great. You make some privacy barriers. <laughs> or something. Just like a meager shelter for everyone so it's not too awful. Great. Morning arrives quicker than you expected, as for the most part, you've been up for quite a lengthy time, and rest has come intermittently on top of rubble, stone, and decaying books. But eventually, through the amount of information you've gathered, the question remains whether or not there's anything else for you to do here. 
The issue has grown in severity. You have learned what the being known as Merit Lage is. And you also know where she is and potentially where she's trying to get. You look out down the ridge and you can see Rurik Thar. His left head is asleep. His right head is awake. Wake up! What? And uh, he approaches up after giving you some privacy in your research. Probably not a big book couple of guys. But they approach you in the morning, awaiting uh, whatever your desire might be. He seems to be at sort of a resigned service for the time being. You had said when we chatted yesterday that after we examined the library, you had something to show us. Come, we will show you what awaits Ravnica. Come with us. And he beckons you to follow him farther in uh, northward. Lorzach is like right on his heels. Yeah. Perix is there. So you begin trudging in sort of a triangulated direction off from where the Gruel camp was. You're heading even farther north to a ridge of mountains that, you know, from an outside perspective might be the actual edge of existence. You know, like perhaps in a sandbox realm, it's an insurpassable amount of mountains that nothing exists beyond it sort of a thing. And you climb and you climb and you climb. And it is a short trip, but it's a near vertical trip. Um, so I will need a, a constitution check from everybody to see how tired you get on this hike. Could athletics work? Athletics will also work. I will accept athletics. Sweet. Uh, you said you wanted a what? Athletics or constitution or survival. Definitely constitution. Good talk. Yep. <laughs> athletics is not my thing. 11, 11 on constitution. Okay. 12 on athletics. 21 on constitution. 17 Great. on athletics. Okay, so you'll be happy to know it was not intended to be a difficult check, but so far nobody seems to be exhausted, and perhaps the uh, the inquisitive nature of what possibly Rurik Thar could be taking you to is exciting enough. As you climb, though, you start to notice that it's getting warmer and then sweltering. Do the Simic have any aversion to heat? Do you have any weakness to heat? I have no uh, specific weakness. He doesn't care as long as it comes on real slowly. That's a frog joke. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a joke about frogs. <laughs> oh, the frog in the boiling frog. Frogs in yeah, boiling water. Yeah. Boil it slowly. They won't try to save themselves because they don't notice that they're dying. <laughs> oh, wow, that's dark. <laughs> Season two, y'all. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that was great. I got nothing. The answer to your question is no. <laughs> So as you hike up this mountain and the heat begins to grow and grow, I think a thought dawns on you that perhaps we didn't realize seismic activity occurs within Ravnica outside of anything instigated by Rakdos himself. And you reach the top of a ridge to which Rurikthar stops and waits for you to join him. And he points down into like a cavity that perhaps was once the mouth of a volcano, but is sensed ashed over into a solid face. And on the far side of this cavity down into the mountain, just a short slide down, there is a large mouth of a cave, and he just points down there, and he says, The Zerta call it the Hate Seed. We know it as Ulasht, an old creature. If you wish to see the true danger of the black down there, you will learn. Uh, DM, thinking back, would the rubble belt circle correspond with where we are right now? 
you are in the rubble belt. Oh, uh, no. Okay, great. No, 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 no. This the the circle on the map that was within the rubble belt. Yeah. That is not where you are. Great, thank you. You are way off the map. There's there's really no way you would ever reach this part on the plane unless you were probably Gruel. Okay. Yeah. Will you be joining us down there? It is not our trial. Lorzach feels compelled to see this for himself, in part because we cannot afford to lose an ally in Rurik Thar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If this is a test of honor and courage that Rurik Thar is posing to the party, Lorzach at least is going to feel compelled to meet it. I mean, I think... Yeah, I think Perix is mostly excited because if there's an old creature, it means he might be about to see something that he's never seen before in a biological standpoint, and he would want to know everything about it. The car is just all about hiking. Saloran needs to know, so, yeah. I'm so glad that Dave showed up with this essentially well-off, upper-class, shiny knight who sleeps in a soft bed. To send him to the rubble belt? <laughs> in the 10th district, and now he's up in a fucking mouth of a volcano out in the wilderness like he's just not dressed for the occasion he's doing mental gymnastics to stay in his happy place <laughs> soft bed surrounded yeah, I was gonna by say, ghosts. where is his happy place i don't know that i want to know that i'd want a living cloak made out of thralls that it like gives you a constant little shoulder massage that's like sounds... a stack of thralls no, on it's, your shoulder it's, it's like you've you've shaped one into a cloak that you drape over your shoulders and it just kind of constantly gives you a little rub but they would always be going yeah, that's, that's why you don't downside. give it a mouth come on whoa <laughs> oh you can still make plenty of noise without a mouth <laughs> relax <laughs> remember to drink water <laughs> you've got to breathe into it drink plenty of water you have to purge your body of these toxins. <laughs> well, this has, been thrill talk. <laughs> this has been Thrall Talk. This has been <laughs> Thrall Talk on Ravnica XM. Into the volcano. Into the mouth of the dead volcano you go. Hooray! So as you jump down into the cavity, probably no more than 20 yards across, there is no hesitation whatsoever. As soon as you enter this domain, there is a swarm of minuscule black tendrils that start leeching out around the mouth of the cave as this horrific towering monstrosity pulls itself out from the mouth of the cave. And the first thing that immediately comes into your mind is you hear this terrible screech from five different orifices. This sure reminds you a hell of a lot of that salamander crisis from down at the bottom of the Zonnet. And now, a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free, and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now, back to the party. Meanwhile, down in the central region of Ravnica, around the 10th district, a small, sputtering gyrocopter goes ripping down towards Nivix, the guild hall of the Izzet League. 
Nivix itself is a massive tower rivaling the height of Nuprov, which is the guild hall for the Azorius. It is a wondrous maze of experiments flying out of every window, a lot of isolated compartments as all these completely different funded researchers are created in safety containment areas so they don't blow everyone up at the same time. And there seems to be this perpetual ring of steam that just rises out of what is also the central public workstation for all of Ravnica. Xenia, you know the shortest way to get to where you're trying to go is to kind of ignore protocol and just fly that sucker straight up into <laughs> the top of the tower. Um, are you going to try and land it or no? Land it on top of the tower? Well, are we are we going to try and land or are we going for speed? Like going through. <laughs> <laughs> land or through? Um, I'm going to say through. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will need a dexterity saving throw, please. Twelve. Uh, okay. Uh, I think twelve is not going to be good enough. So I would say that <laughs> you come crashing in to sort of the top parapets of Nivix and go launching in. And you're trying to, like, land, hop out, and keep moving at the exact same time, but not quite so well. I would say you take at least eight points of damage as you sort of tumble out of this crashed gyrocopter right uh, at the waiting feet of two Scorchbringer guards who are uh, some of the, the protective guard duty people within uh, Nivix. And they they definitely just sort of look down on you with these huge, already lit flamethrowers just sort of pointed right at you with this, uh, uh, yeah? Hold your... L- Literal fire. (laughs) I need to speak to the fire mind. Yeah, a lot of people want to speak to the fire mind. You got to file the proper paperwork just like everybody else. There's no time to file the paperwork. I need to speak to him now. It is urgent. And what is so urgent about your experiment that's more than anyone else's importance. This is not about my very important and very exciting experiment that I'm really excited to share with both of you at a future date. This is about the potential destruction of Ravnica as we know it. All protocols for safety measures can be reviewed in the filing office on the third level. Oh my! If you are concerned about the severity of the destructive power of your experiment, please proceed down to the third floor and register at the desk. Niv Mizzet, I have to speak to you about Jace Balaran. You just, you just hear this like quiet, echoing boom of wisdom, sort of leech out from the this archway into into the Niv-Mizzet's private sanctum and you just hear let her in and then the the guards just sort of step aside like oh but it's the is it league right so curiosity is at an all-time high and they're like who are you what what is this they're just hounding you with like a thousand questions on your way in like why does he know you who what i am a very important person <laughs> And I walk into his room. Right. So um, you walk into the Firemind's inner sanctum, and it is this glorious chamber full of fire and crystal and, strangely, two sculptured epitaphs of dragons on either side of him. And there is equipment in this sanctum that is beyond your wildest imagination. 
and they're seated on this massive soft plateau in the middle of this sanctum is Niv-Mizzet, the Firemind, an absolutely gorgeous red and blue shimmering chromatic dragon with a full blue frill that extends all the way around his neck. And while there is the immense presence of the only dragon on Ravnica, there is this strange comforting wisdom about a being that has been alive long enough to rationally think things through. Xenia falls to her knees. Oh, great, Niv-Mizzet. I am so humbled to be in your presence. I did not fathom that in my lifetime I would get an audience with you, and for that I am grateful beyond words. Arise, little spark. I cannot see your eyes when you face down. Um... Xenia stands. Now that is a very strange name for one so small to know. Yes. I have been on a very bizarre um, and important quest. Um, I had gotten myself roped into this sort of policing job. It was quite interesting, and I met a lot of very unique people, and it was fascinating sometimes and boring sometimes, but I I digress. I'm getting distracted. But as we followed this trail, we discovered that it seems as though someone within the Izzet Guild is trying to not only usurp your power, but also trying to destroy Ravnica itself. And I feel very confident in saying... This involves the existence of a horror in another plane. A very serious accusation. And who do you suspect dares defy the will of the Firemind? I am fearful of the consequences of, of saying a name that could be incorrect, but my... All hypotheses must be tested. Little Spark. Great Niv-Mizzet, I am afraid that Ral Zarek is a perpetrator. I suspect because of the name Jace Balaran and his findings, I suspect that Ral Zarek is a planeswalker and is traveling between Ravnica and another plane and aiding a very ancient and very powerful and very terrifying horror. Finally, I have long suspected Ral of possessing Balaran's knack for disappearing. And how did you discover Balaran's secret? I discovered one of his journals with my companions, and in it he confesses to that. Hmm, a miscalculation. I'm not entirely certain what it has to do with Rawl, except that Jace Balaran, who is familiar with his horror in another plane, he suspects and mentions Rawl Zarek in these entries. There's a scribbled note at one point that says Rawl Zarek equals planeswalker with a question mark, um, and he mentions him in another entry as well. And because of Rawl Zarek's history, 
of potentially destroying the construct that we created for the maze, potentially usurping your power, if he has the ability to planeswalk, he might be the one that is helping the horror grow in power here. I commanded Master Researcher Malthus Reed to keep an eye on Rawl, to determine the secret of his disappearances. You are confirming a great deal he could not, Little Spark. And now he seems to have disappeared as well. I do know that Master Researcher Malthus Reed was also engaging in criminal acts within Ravnica and making deals with other guilds, but he's dead. Ah, there is a theorem writing itself here, Little Spark. I wonder, can you see it? To what college was Malthus Reed the head researcher of? Malthus Reed was a master researcher for the College of Teleportation and Spatial Recombination. And if you were the leading authority on teleportation, and you discovered the secret of planeswalking, a power denied to you, how would you feel? Pretty pissed off. Imagine. You've studied teleportation your entire career, only to find that your colleague can walk between realms as if he was stepping out his front door. Imagine what that would do to see your entire life's work tossed aside and invalidated. I would be utterly devastated. And what do you think the master of teleportation would do for a chance to step outside of Ravnica. Pretty much anything. Hmm. Malvis must have made an arrangement with this horror you fear so greatly. And I imagine he's not alone. Fear not, little spark. Your college is not corrupted. I have been watching Rawl too closely for him to be involved in something so elaborate. However, I very much wish to know where Beleren disappears to. If Malthus has done my work for me, I do not intend to interfere. Are you not afraid of what will happen to Ravnica if you don't? The Living Guild Pact has become an obstacle for the Izzet League. It has become a personal matter. I have my own experiment to begin and I might require an assistant. Tell me, Little Spark, are you not at all curious as to what may happen? I have to be honest, of course I'm curious. I'm madly curious about the way this is changing the world that we live in. And I'm curious to know what could happen. Of course I am. Knowledge is power, Little Spark. Malthus may be dead, but his plans are still in motion. However... If you wish to assemble data for the will of the Izzet League, I will allow you to research on your own. An inquiry. Who has nothing left to gain on Ravnica and everything to gain in a new realm? Solve that equation and you may find your answer. I look forward to observing your research. And at that moment... You feel a tiny twinge in your ear as the voice of Peric starts ripping through your eardrums. <laughs> Thank you for this information that you've given me. 
I'm not entirely certain how I will use it as I proceed, but know that I will be proceeding with a great deal of curiosity. Thank you so much for allowing me to be in your presence, but I do have someone pretty far away speaking in my head right now, and I it sounds to me like I need to go battle, potentially. So I would love to see you again and maybe have a cup of tea. Um, and so uh, as you, like, are trying to, like, back your way out of this, out of the most important meeting of your life, you, you see Niv-Mizzet sort of reach down among all of his stuff. And with a long claw, he just sort of picks up something, like, on a chain and flips it to you shinily. Slide a hand. Oh. 17. You catch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he'll give you an is it charm. It's like a one time use item that you can read on your own. But for now, it's uh, it's a race back outside past those two very jealous and confused guards who are totally not just like eavesdropping outside the room. And then uh, back into your gyrocopter. And it sounds like uh, you got to go back and help some people. As I as I start the gyrocopter to pull off, I shout to the two guards. That was super awesome. Niv Mizzet and I are like this. And I hold up my fingers in a little crossing finger sign. I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. And I fly away. On the next Encounter Party... With Xenia investigating the subversion of her own guild, the rest of the party must face another challenge from Rurik Thar. Face to face to face with the Hate Seed, our players gain a terrifying look at the true power of the corruption. Will they make it out alive, or will someone's old habits doom the party? Find out next time on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, created by Wizards of the Coast. Original campaign written by Brian David Judkins. Sound capture and original effects by Will Malones. Edits and mixing by Ned Donovan and Katie Brow. Theme song and additional music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Special thanks to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. Imagine that you wake up in the finest sheets that you've ever felt, surrounded by gold trim and your every desire waited on. All it takes is one little promise to the Orzov Syndicate. This is Saloran Trent coming at you from Encounter Party. Be sure to rate, subscribe on any podcast platform that you follow, and be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group. And for news and updates, go to EncounterParty.com. The contract is waiting.